Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Good morning. Good morning. We appreciate you being here. Um, lots to lots to get over. We are uh, presenting a Fightback Media 2020 Coronavirus Update. Uh, I just watched as much as the president of the president's press conference as I could take uh, because I made the mistake of turning on the um, the comments. I'd have been fine had I not turned on the comments. I guess um, it is. It's incredible. Um, even in these times, the amount, the the degree of Trump derangement syndrome that's it's just it's absolutely incredible that we are still, you know, even in these times where everybody is is, is sort of you know all, all hands on deck at this point. Um, when you see when the, when the president comes out first and says he had a productive conversation with Chuck Schumer and cause him Chuck, Senator Chuck Schumer, not crying Chuck or, or anything, you know what, n- n- none of the quick, uh, or the cute nicknames, um, and said he had a productive conversation. Well, you know, that tells you, and, and they had a meeting with the, uh, a phone conference with pretty much every governor from the state and no one seemed upset and everybody's working together doing the best they can, but the media just can't. And, and, and it sort of revolves around this idea um, that a lot of um, that a lot of people on the left have that somehow, some way, that the federal government is responsible for the health and safety of everybody in every single circumstance. That the federal government is the answer to the nation's problems no matter what it is, no matter where it came from, no matter how quickly it, it evolved, no matter what. And it's and some and some of the people in the comments have the very same impression. And so I wanted to get get here um, this morning and sort of have this conversation with you guys. Um, we have to understand that the federal government. I mean, this I mean all of this. You now we we. We started talking about this, you know, all of this boils down to one thing. What your view of the role of the federal government is. This is what every, everything, all the, all the back and forth, all the everything simply boils down to what do you think the view, I mean, the, um, What's your view of the purpose of the federal government? Um, we we did a story this morning on the Morning Report where we talked uh, about what uh, former head of, of FEMA, Craig Fugate, said on MSNBC before he got pissed off and left that the the job of the federal government was to support the states, making sure that they had all the... Um, funds they needed and the things they needed to do their jobs to fund this. And 
sort of take the back seat, to sort of take the supportive role. Now, the other person on MSNBC basically said that that wasn't helpful. It's a basic, it's a very, very basic breakdown on what you think the role of the federal government is. Craig Fugate, um, in his honest moment, believed that, that the, the federal government in these times of emergency have to take a backseat to state and local authorities. I got a, and I said this in the, in the comments, and I got a, a comment, well, they don't know what to do. Y they should know what to do. You elected them, right? You just didn't elect them because, they, you know, I mean, they were a pretty family, and he and he was he was handsome and had a pretty family, or you wanted to elect a female governor, or you wanted to elect a, a black governor or a Hispanic governor. You got to look a little deeper. You got to ask some questions. And I think that one of the things that we are are, are should learn moving forward is got to ask some serious questions. Some serious questions. Not stop this nonsensical stuff. Some serious questions. And you know what? Media won't media won't help you. Because media is going to, not going to ask ask these questions in a way that is going to do you and I any good. They won't ask the next candidate for governor of the state of Florida, um, or in you know what in ten years, in two thousand twenty we had an outbreak of a coronavirus COVID COVID nineteen. Um, I'm not asking you to evaluate the performance of then Governor Ron DeSantis. I'm asking you what you would do. If we had a breakout like that today, based on what you know, based on what we've learned. That's a different kind of question, isn't it? And it's the same thing for your mayors. You know, I'll just be super honest, and this is a probably a pretty unpopular viewpoint. Jane Catter is our mayor because she was the former police chief and she's a lesbian. And, and look how progressive we are. Woo, look how progressive we are. This is why she's mayor. I mean, I, I, I just, it sounds terrible to say out loud, but it's, the, it's, it's so close to the truth that, we, that it, it's painful. It's painful. Nobody asked Jane Castor, what do we do in an emergency? Nobody even asked Jane Castor, what do we do in the event of a, uh, of of a, of a hurricane, of a uh, Cat 4 or Cat 5 hurricane. Nobody even asked that question. That wasn't a question for any of the mayoral candidates. And that's something that we deal with here in this area all the damn time. The fear of a Cat 4 or Cat 5 coming right up to Tampa Bay, right downtown, no one even talked about, let alone something like this. Moving forward, you should learn this is the kind of stuff we have to talk about. Because it is, it is more incumbent on mayors, county commissioners, state reps, state senators, and the governor to protect the state than the federal government. I mentioned this morning on the morning report, the 92nd morning report, as a matter of fact, what we've done, is that the, the whole pyramid's upside down. It's completely upside down. No one asks school board members, what do you do in the case of something like this? Okay, maybe because we hadn't seen it in a while, that wasn't a question that you asked, but, but that's definitely a question you ask moving forward, isn't it? So, it's impossible to win these things. Uh, a, couple of, a couple of nuggets 
from the press conference. Uh, tax day, April 15th, uh, has been moved to July 15th and without penalty. Uh, if you have a, um, if you have a refund coming or credits coming, you can go ahead and file and try to get those back as soon as possible. You can do that. Um, but July 15th is now tax day for this year anyway, without, without, you know, without penalty, without fees. So that'll give you a month or so to, for everything to sort of get back, hopefully get back to normal in a little bit. Now they can continue to move that date. So, but don't think that they will. Don't be crazy. So that was one of the tidbits. Uh, the interest on federal um, education loans is being waived, and the, uh, the 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 DOE has given pretty strong recommendations to federal lenders to offer extensions and suspension of loans for for at least the next little bit. So if you've got a student loan out there, it's going to be suspended for a little bit. No penalties, no fees. So you'll be able to start back where you, I mean, where you, I mean, where you left off. Now, Fightback Media 2020, my, our advice is this. If you've got a student loan, you're going to get a benefit of not having to pay it for 60 days. Pay it anyway. Get on that thing anyway. You're just delaying the inevitable. They're not going to hit you with penalties and fees because they can't. But you're just delaying the inevitable. If you can pay on it, pay on it. That's all there is to it. Um, here in our area, and you want to check where you are too. Um, the, the electric company, is they're not um, turning anybody off during this time. And of course, the city of Tampa is not turning any water off during this time um, evictions have stopped so if you were in the middle of, a, of of something that you thought that in the next week or so that you would be evicted from your apartment or that you would uh, be um, your house is being foreclosed on and you would and you are worried about the sheriff's department coming out and putting your things on the street those have been suspended for the time being it doesn't mean that you shouldn't work on those situations a lot of banks are are <clears throat> are giving benefits or not benefits are giving um, leniencies to mortgages right now. There there are programs out there, and they're basically forbearance pro. They're basically forbearance programs where they take this month's mortgage and they put it on at the end of the loan. My advice: if you can afford to pay your mortgage, do. If you've got private, if somebody private owns your mortgage. They don't have to do that, so you don't get don't get mistaken. If you have uh, a private lender that's holding your mortgage, that person does not have to do that. They're under no no legal um, obligation um, to do so. So you want to make sure that if you can pay your mortgage, do do. If you are in and if you are in some sort of hardship situation, please make sure that you communicate that with your mortgage holder. Whether you have a bank as a mortgage holder or a, a private 
lender as your mortgage company, uh, holding your mortgage. Whatever it is, make sure you make sure that you communicate. Please make sure that you communicate. It is super important. So often people get in get in a situation. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but you know, whatever. Uh, I just lick my, I just lick my thumb. Um, my hands have, my hands haven't been so clean since birth. <laughs> my hands have not been so clean since birth. Um, I'm about to wash the skin right off my hands, and I'm, I'm we use this stuff at home uh, here called black soap, and um, it's supposed to be very very good. Uh, we have it now. The thing is, when you wash your hands in black soap, you get sort of a gray foam, um, which is a little bit disconcerting because it got charcoal in it and pumice. Uh, we also use um, the uh, the charcoal toothpaste, so that's a little concerning too. My wife. I love her so much, but she's trying all this stuff, and I'm a little old to be trying new stuff, right? But in any case, <clears throat> I'm doing it. Yay. Uh, so um, I licked my thumb, and I wasn't supposed to. Sorry. But, but again, please, if you are in a situation where your hours have been cut back or your hours have been cut to nothing because uh, local local government has said, the restaurants can't be open or the bar that you work for can't be open uh, or, or the beach thing can't be open. Um, the governor announced this morning that the public beaches are closing. And of course I got, I was in watching the, the, the press conference on, on Facebook and this woman said this one, and, and I'm just guessing it was a woman. I'm assuming her gender. Um, that Florida ought to, ought to close their beaches. I said the beaches are closed. No, they're not. They they, they are. I live here. They're closed. Um, the public beaches are closed. Now, the private beaches can't be closed. If you let me buy some beachfront property and part of that beach is my own property, that beach is open. If you let a hotel buy the beach, then that private property is private property. So if I'm staying at the hotel, the hotel will have to tell me not to go to the beach, that, that their beach is closed, just like their dining rooms are closed or just like their bars are closed. Y'all understand, y'all understand that, right? Y'all get that, right? That's not, that, that's not a tough concept, is it? Not, that's not hard. So... Uh, the public beaches, the beaches that the governor and the um, the people uh, the, and, and governments around the state have access to, can have they're closed. Now, again, we're probably going to see pictures on the internet of people hanging out at beaches. So I thought you said the beaches were closed. Well, that's that beach is private property. You have to talk to that hotel. That belongs to the hotel. Or that belongs to the condo association. It's it's funny how people don't know what things are. In any case, so so there you go. Um, I had some thoughts on, on on this whole thing. What what are what are we what have we learned? What what lessons do we get to take from this? I am confident at this point this is not the end of our civilization as we know it uh, I am curious about what have we learned 
you know, we were having a conversation in my house a little bit last night that this is, this American culture is a culture born from rebellion. We are not a compliant people. We are not a compliant people. We have never been a compliant people. The whole idea that we're here and on this continent is evidence of our non-compliance. We left Europe, came here, was told to do things by the English government, the crown, and what we said was, in essence, no. Make me. No. Make me. So they tried to make us, and we won. Or they gave up. <laughs> I think it's probably more... I think it's probably more of the latter. As I look back through history, I think that they just gave up. They said, screw it. Y'all could have that dust speck over there. Got an abandoned piece of property over there. Y'all can have it. Who cares? I don't care. Right? And when the kid wins, then they want to continue to win. So we have not been, we are not a compliant people. So when government says, we need everybody to do this. There is something in our DNA that says, I ain't doing that. I don't have to do that. I'm not doing that. Nah. Government says I should stay home. For what? I'm fine. I, I do whatever I want. We're based on freedom and liberty. We're based on being able to get to the places that we want to get to. And I mentioned this on the uh, on a, a program earlier this week, where the United States as a continent is a very big place. I think people who live here don't realize, in relation to other countries in the world, this is a big ass place. This is a big place, and um, we are very used to, you know, getting a a, a, a semi set of our stuff from a George Carlin bit, and taking it to some other place on this continent to just chill out. We, for the most part, just spread out. If you've been to Montana, we just spread out, right? Now, there's some pockets where there's bunches of people, L.A., Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami, uh, Atlanta, but for the most part in this country, we just spread the heck out. We've been practicing social, they've been practicing social distancing in Wyoming and Montana since jump. Right? You know what I'm saying? And in most, even in a place like Tampa, um, we've been practicing social distancing for a while. What we don't like is some of the newer developments where the houses are too close together. Remember that? Houses are too close together here. We're moving to the old part of town where you have a side yard, where you can't reach out of your kitchen window into their kitchen into into their kitchen window, right? We don't have any buildings where we live in that you, the only view is the next building, like they do in larger cities. We've been practicing social distancing in some parts of the country forever. That's not a new concept to people who are not in New York or or L.A. or Chicago or the big northern cities, Philadelphia. 
we've been doing this since jump. So in that, we're like, we don't have the same problems you do. So I think I'm going to go down to the Piggly Wiggly. I'm going to get my truck, head down to the Piggly Wiggly. Stay in your house. Make me. <laughs> so I think this is very, very interesting. But what have we learned? Um, we have learned that even in these crises, there needs to be talk of, continual talk of making sure that our freedoms and liberties are always intact and that we don't give them up. What kind of, of culture are we going to live in post-corona, post the Kung flu? What kind of, where, what kind of place are we going to live in? Are we going to be happy with living in a police state out of an abundance of caution? Out of an abundance of caution? Are we going to? I hope not. All the things that the federal and state government said they could do without, especially from our money, they should be able to continue to do without. Somebody's got to ask the question. Somebody's got to make the demand. It's up to you and I. We were here during during this time, and we've got and we learned some some, some I think some basic stuff. Um, as somebody, and as I mentioned on on various programs that I've done this week, I'm somebody who's had pneumonia twice in the I mean go to go to the hospital pneumonia twice in the past you know in in the past 10, 11 years. So I I am super cognizant of how. I should not get this virus. I'm, I'm super, you know, I'm super confident that if this virus did decide to walk into this temple, that I would kick its ass. I'm super confident of that. But you know what? If that's a fight that I don't have to fight, that's even better. If that's a fight I don't have to fight, that's better. Um, but by the same token, I was in there washing my hands before I came came to sit here in another room in my house. Um, and I thought, what we should learn is that some of these practices that we are putting in place now are practices that we need to have in place all the time. And the thing I thought about first was we have this as Americans, I think, I, I don't know if it's unique to America or not, but we have this idea that we need to go to work or to school no matter what. People, and people, this is your job, they come to work and they are, they're no, they got, they got, they got tissue stuffed up their nose, and you know what, and their eyes are bloodshot and they're coughing and, and wheezing and sneezing and the calliope is crashing to the ground. And you're like, why are you here? Well, I had to cut the word. What? Because we have a culture that says we're not wimps. You come to if you're sick, you go to work. And then we send our kids to school the very same way. I mentioned last week or earlier this this week on a program. I don't remember which it was. I've been in, stuck in this room for days. Um, that here in the Hillsborough County School System, they used to have this thing called attendance points. Um, the attendance points idea was to encourage kids who didn't attend school regularly 
by making sure that their grade point average didn't crater when they weren't here. So they gave them some extra points for showing up, right? In any case, it wasn't those kids that figured out that they should take advantage of attendance points. It was the kids that didn't need the points that took advantage of the, of the, of the attendance points, the high achievers. And I remember those kids would come to school, the same, the same deal. Tissue stuffed up their nose, you know, with an ice pack on their head, eyes bloodshot, sneezing and wheezing, calliope crashing to the ground because they didn't want to lose out on attendance points. Now, these points were bonus points. What's the downside of that? I mean, that should, I mean, we're all like, yes, yes, that shows dedication. Well, no, that shows selfishness to the kids, parents that send the kids, and to the people, the adults that go to work that way. All you care about is yourself. So if someone like me is in the workplace with you, and you're and you're there sneezing, wheezing, collapsing, crashing on the ground, and you give me something, you send me to the hospital because you're dedicated. This is something in our culture that we have to stop. If you are sick, how can I say this? Like we say in East Tampa, stay your ass home. If your kids are sick, keep your little rugrats at home. I understand that daycare is a big, huge situation. Work it out. Do not send your sick kid to school to infect teachers, staff, administrators, and other children. It's selfish and terrible. Don't do it. I guess we could always wash our hands all the time. Not just the, um, I think it's lunchtime, Uh, not just the uh, hand sanitizer thing, but actually wash our hands. I think that's important. We can do that all the time too now. Something that we can infuse into our culture. But I think the first thing is the most important thing. If you're sick, if you're feeling like crap, stay home. Well, I don't have any sick days. Well, if you don't have any sick days, chances are you're working with people who don't have any sick days either. If you don't have any sick days, you're probably working with people don't, who don't have time to go to time, energy, effort, or the resources to go to the hospital either. If you're sick, take one for the team. Stay home. All right, again, this is Willie Lawson. This is the Fight Back Media um, Network. Thank you ever so much for, for popping in there for, for a little bit. We appreciate it. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself and each other. Peace. Ah, another beautiful morning in Commuterville. You, alone in your car, crawling down the interstate. Stuck behind the SUV from Maryland, but firmly in front of the sedan from D.C. There is a better way. Van pooling. Save on fuel. Get to work in a better mood. And help get cars off the road for the planet's sake. 
Learn more at vanpoolalliance.org. Ride on.